Hello, my name is Maddie. And I'm Hannah. We are reading Partners in Crime. Over the last two years, we have had over 50 book-based adventures together. We investigate a real-life case using advice from murder mystery authors. We review a book, find the sleuthing tips and hopefully solve the case. Welcome to the unsolved case of the missing salmon. this room i don't know well <laughs> I at think the moment it's like santa's grotto in here <laughs> we're yeah <laughs> we're in the christmas grotto yeah which is the living room yeah. at my house i'm just going to show you my favorite part of all of the christmas decorations yeah, yeah so while you're doing that for listeners maddie has a giant <laughs> christmas tree which is taller than definitely taller than me yeah I would say this is the smallest Christmas tree we've ever had in this flat. I had to push back a lot because Mike wanted more. This is, this is for Mike, this is like tame. I, I mean, it's huge. It's massive. It's probably ten times the size of <laughs> my little Christmas tree. Yeah. Uh, there's also a sort of wreath and lights over the mantelpiece. Yeah. A Merry Christmas <laughs> banner Let's say as banner. well. Yeah, and then this, yeah. my favourite. What, what? I don't even know how to describe this. It's an animal, possibly a reindeer. I think. Oh, it must be a reindeer because yeah. Christmassy. Yeah. With a hat, a scarf, and very odd long legs. But look at this. Oh no! Can make him. <laughs> the reason why I'm tense now is. He's got extendable legs. He's not going to sing, though, is he? Or do you oh, no, he doesn't sing. It's just that he's got extendable legs. Or, or, or compactable legs, as the case may be. <laughs> Why would you want that as a Why would you want that? Exactly. I think it's funny, though. Romuald, I like to call him. What do you call him? Romuald. Rom- Romuald? Yeah, did you ever watch the TV show, Romuald the Reindeer? I know. As a kid. Romuald? Romuald. Yeah. I'm not, like R-O-M-Y-A-L-D. Romeo no. the Reindeer. What was it, a Christmas show? I don't know, it's a kids' TV show. I don't know if it only came on once a year, but I'll Google it. See, now I'm like, is it in my head? <laughs> just I've never heard of it. In a moment. Yep, animated series. It's spelled R O M A U. No, R O M U A L D. Romeo the Reindeer. Only one series. Okay. Interesting. It's a children's TV series. It's like cartoon. Yeah, yeah. From the 90s. Wonderful. I'm just going to play you the intro. Excellent. See if you, this rings any bells. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. This is because they're recording it from a VHS. <laughs> this is all the intro. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. It's so beefy. He doesn't have He lives at home with his mum and dad. 
Like I said, I don't remember this part at all. Yes. I remember that bit. You know, obviously it's something stuck in there, hasn't it? Wow. That and that. So that's why and that's that why it's called Romuald. It's called Romuald. Yeah. Yeah. I linked to Christmas, and yeah, I, yeah. I'm not actually uh, put this past you at all. So, oh, okay. so you might disagree with what I'm about to say. Right. Just gonna crack. Uh, so it's Christmas now. Normally at Christmas, mm. we do a Christmas giveaway. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. But this year, I was thinking. It's going to be a tough Christmas for a lot of people. Yeah. So instead of us doing a giveaway, maybe we ask Amis if you have enjoyed the show, mm-hmm. consider giving the price of a paperback mystery, which is probably at the moment what about eight pounds? Eight pounds seven ninety nine. If you will. Yeah. Um, to a charity. That is a lovely idea. Of your choice. Charity of your choice. Or yeah. a charity. Of our choice. Of, of, of our choice. <laughs> What's your charity of choice? Charity of choice. I think mine is going to be linked to books. Oh, yeah. So okay. I'm going to say Doorstep Library. I feel like you've prepared. I've got nothing. But go on. Yeah, we'll, we'll put some links to some charities okay. that you might want to Something about Doorstep consider. Library. So Doorstep Library, as the name suggests, <laughs> they actually take books to families. Oh, um, that's sweet so that uh, families can read books in their own homes and they also um, have I don't know, maybe I've confused them with another <laughs> there's also another charity called Give a Book oh. who does um, taking books into prisons do you think that's like a play on words? Like, I don't give a book <laughs> possibly, <laughs> I've never thought of that um, but there, there are a lot of brilliant mm. charities doing work around uh, literacy. We'll put we'll put links in the in the in the episode. Yeah. Ah, yeah, great idea. Great idea. And if you're feeling generous, then do you know what? Head to the currency converter, <laughs> pick a year, perhaps a golden age mm. year, so maybe nineteen fifty. Fifty. Let's say. And perhaps consider giving the modern equivalent oh. of the price of a paperback. Which you know? probably is like £20,000. <laughs> <laughs> or a few cows, if you've got them or lying around. Cows, yeah. I thought you were going to say, if you're feeling really generous, you could gift us a nice review. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that, priceless, that's free, isn't it? Yeah, we can also do that as well, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. If, you could, if you could give us a nice review, that would be really nice. Yeah. We'll feel very festive and warm inside. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. Yes, we do have some MB. Yeah, because...
as you have been watching the show that I was talking about in the previous episode, The Mole on Netflix. Yes, we have. We should probably talk about it without a spoiler, I think. Yeah. We can talk about it spoiler-wise, off-air. Yeah, we'll talk about spoiler-wise, off-air, but there might be some people who... Are mid-episode, mid-watch, or or indeed haven't started. Might have it queued up for festive period. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good festive watch. (laughs) It is actually quite a good watch. I have actually found that it has... Because I've binge-watched it. I've watched it in quite a rapid (laughs) succession. It is quite addictive. It's so compelling. Mm. It has meant that whenever I'm doing anything remotely challenging now... If particularly if it's a group activity, I'm thinking, who's the mole here? <laughs> On occasion, I've even thought, am I the mole? <laughs> it's made me question moles everywhere. <laughs> so, what did you make of it? I'm so glad you recommended it. Also, unusually, I started watching it in a group setting. So, I was away last weekend in melancholy, <laughs> melancholy Norfolk in Grover. Um, with my like girlfriends group and uh i suggested that we try and watch it i think maybe on like sunday morning you know like at the end of a trip end of a weekend there's a lot of like well what we're we gonna do with like, the last few hours we have no one really ever wants to do anything we're all feeling a little bit like tired having been to the chrome pier christmas show the night before we were all quite quite tired from the excitement and uh so we started watching it as a group which was a, a quite quite joyous because everyone had very different opinions about who the mole was. Did of they? Course. Um, and then when we all got home, we all separately watched it at pace. It's maybe the best TV show I've seen in years in terms of like uh, grippedness. Okay, I thought it was fantastic. So did you work out who the mole was? I'm glad you asked. I wrote it down. Well, actually, I didn't write it down, but basically, in previous experience. When I've gone to see a murder mystery film or something similar with Mike, if I'm like, oh, because I watched the second half of it with him, normally I'll be like, if I guess the murderer, he doesn't believe me. He's like, oh, you would say that you guessed it. So about halfway through the series, episode, I think, five, I was like, I think this is the mole. And you wrote it down. Or you declared it. I said it. it. I declared it. Yeah. I was spot on. Spot on. Yeah. I was absolutely delighted and he didn't he didn't suspect this person until the until the last episode and when it came to he suspected this person in the last episode but was like i'm gonna stick with my original guess Mm. and he was wrong so i also did you thought the mole was the person it was but then i i was pretty sure it was her and then i sort of had a bit of a wobble and, and doubted yeah. myself yeah. and thought it was maybe the guy who ended up winning whether his Will. name was generic tall man generic tall viking yeah yeah but then actually just before the end I was like no I'm gonna go all in yeah I think it's her it's a good feeling getting it right yeah and also then once you've seen it you can't unsee it once you've spotted yeah, it it's like every yeah. task because I had the same thing I, I, I loved the flashback I loved the flashback yeah. and actually I also really liked the interview with her when she's like obviously just really embracing that she loved every moment of it yeah well if you enjoyed the next Netflix mole the next step is on YouTube okay there are all the original because it's like an old program, isn't it? From yeah. like the 90s or something. I'm not sure it was 90... I think it was maybe early noughties. Okay. But yeah. Because it was on a similar time to a TV show called Fort Boyard. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which had a tiger. 
in it. <laughs> you didn't if you didn't get the challenge they'd like unleash a tiger on you or something <laughs> mad <laughs> a good time a good era for reality tv yeah so i've watched season five of the american one okay i got them all <gasps> immediately in immediately yes. episode one yeah wow i was like i'm pretty sure it's going to be person Wow. Be right. And then I've just finished watching season one, American version. Yeah. I didn't get it. Oh, I wow. was hoodwinked. Hoodwinked. I, I also think as well, I quite I quite enjoyed realising that some of the deduction for me was just being like, I don't, the way that you're speaking, I don't believe you. Like it was a sort of psychological working out of like some of it's an instinct. I yeah, think, yeah, the way that you're you're communicating, I don't actually believe the way that you're speaking, and that was quite a nice feeling. I, was like, oh, I could I can suss you. Yeah, yeah, because I haven't watched it, but there is a there's a show on um, Channel Four, some new one that's called something like Do You Believe It or something, mm-hmm. and it's about like trying to find out who's lying. Also, yeah. the challenges. I wouldn't have got any money. <laughs> like, there's no way I would have achieved any pot, any ma- money added to that pot. But that's why it's so brilliant because it's not as simple as just being like, well, who is rubbish mm. at the challenge? Because the challenges are so difficult yeah. that it is going to be, you are going to people, and also you're just going to have people who are incompetent and can't do it. Yeah, it's so true. I wish that I could go on it and not participate in the am I the mole I just want to go and play the games but I don't want I to don't actually try want to play the games because it'd be fun some of them are brutal I want to play the ones to, that like, are like escape run rooms. nine miles in the extreme <laughs> try and beat the train yeah, yeah. Try and beat yeah the train that, I don't want to do those but I want to do ones like I want to do the ones that are like escape rooms yeah and there, are, like there are a lot of escape room yeah. ones and I would say that if you go and watch the like archive YouTube ones, the budget is nowhere near as big, so it's it's sort of funnier because they're a bit more small Basic, scale. Yeah, yeah. In one of them, they have to do bullfighting. What? <laughs> it's it's the it's brutal. In the earlier ones, like health and safety, <laughs> they don't care about at all. Amazing. And they just let them, and they they get you know some of them get really quite badly injured. Wow. But it's because how much was the pot for the no, at the pot? end? It was like a hundred thousand. Yeah. So in in the earlier seasons of the American version, it's like five hundred thousand dollars. <gasps> one of the prize pots. Whoa! That's and it's definitely it's a lot more than it yeah. is now. Wow. I still loved it every moment, <laughs> and I also loved um, how like pure. Dom's friendship with Will was. He just like desperately didn't want him to be. You've got to be, to do well in the mole, you have to be so observant. Yeah. Because even if you know who the mole is, you could come unstuck in that you just haven't got enough information about them or you haven't retained it. Yeah. So in one of the seasons, I won't say who won, who didn't win, but they both knew who the mole was at the end uh, and then it comes down to who gets the most <gasps> questions right yes you're right like how so, much about the person you yeah know. so the winner got 16 questions right the other person got 13 <gasps> yeah i actually think the mechanism of the quiz being the way that people are eliminated at first i was like i really don't think this is a good model at all 
because it feels quite random but actually I quite over time the more you watch it the more you realize it's so clever because it really is like how much can you work out about the other people you're really incentivized to learn about them and then use that as your way of like figuring out who the mole is it's, I think it's really clever yeah yeah or to hedge to, it's whether you hedge, hedge your bets, bets or go all, all yeah. in uh, but on the ones on YouTube they you can do the quiz <gasps> so that's fun so when it was actually live you could you know kind of play oh along my at gosh. home but they show each question which which they don't do they don't do in the Netflix, on Netflix. But you see a flash of some of them yeah you see a flash of some of them but yeah on the the older ones you, you can there you're actually oh there God. can take yeah. take the quiz because it's things like even if say like you actually did the mole with a group of friends mm. or people who you knew yeah and then you were like right I'm pretty confident it's say say like we did it with our book group right yeah and you and I were like both like right okay we're really confident who the mole is there could then be a quiz and yeah. we might still might not know the answers because it might be like how many siblings does the mole how, have yeah how many siblings does the mole have what year were they mm. born when's their birthday who were they sat on? next to at this point yeah yeah which you might not necessarily have been playing to, paying attention yeah. to it would be like oh what was the mole wearing at the bar I don't know yeah yeah so clever I do really like though that it's one of the only reality TV shows that I've watched recently where or maybe ever actually where the person like the elimination process has absolutely nothing to do with popularity so right nothing at all to do with like oh I like them so I kept them in or strategically I wanted them to stay or whatever it really is actually about your own abilities and your own you're, you're in total control of your own your own outcome yeah which is quite unusual and nothing to do with dating either yeah nothing to do with dating i would say that whole i've seen one season where there are a group of people who sort of form <gasps> an alliance an alliance the alliance didn't go very there was an alliance in this series it didn't go very well no, it didn't go very well <laughs> for one of um, them it didn't go well for one of them it quite worked out quite well for the other one <laughs> yeah yeah but no there's one season where there is this alliance that uh does kind of they do screw over other people <gasps> interesting because they use it as a way of they basically decide to sort of do false leads mm. to other people so yeah these two, as a group well it's just two so right. these two people both decide that they know who the mole is incidentally they did know they did know they worked it out <gasps> clever right so they then uh tried to essentially sort of fed false information oh. to other participants and befriended other participants and made other participants think that they were actually like really chummy or in alliance with them and they weren't, they weren't. at all it was this other oh my God. <laughs> kind of partnership That's brutal and then they both ended up being in the final and they both know who the mole knew who the mole was yeah wow do you think you do well on it I don't know. I think it would be psychologically quite demanding. Yeah. There's no real breaks. It feels like they are just, all they're doing is this. And that you can just get woken up in the middle of yeah, the night. Yeah, we're and going. Then, and then you've got to go and eat some wasabi paste. And then <laughs> abseil well, down I quite liked mountain. that challenge though. If I did it, I think you, you have to be ruthless. Yeah. And keep your, reminding yourself it is just a game it's only a game yeah. because the people who i think get unstuck quite quickly 
are ones who start talking about, oh, this person, we're so close, we're friends now, I think yeah. they're great, blah, blah, blah. And they forget that... They're in a game. They're in a game. Yeah. It's just a game show. Just a game. And also, they take it so seriously. Like, when they're eliminated, it's going to be like the end of the world. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, you're just out of the game. In the American version, they don't call it eliminated, they say you're executed. They actually say executed. <laughs> That is brutal, isn't it? It's really brutal. It's strange. It's really it is strange. strange. It's quite strange. It is. Check it, it out, everyone. It is Check brilliant. It okay, that's mystery business. That's mystery business. Any other- talking about in, in in light of the festive season Naya Marsh tied up in tinsel what a title what a title and I can see there you've got the 50th anniversary edition now this is weird because I chose yes you did I'll tell you why I chose it yeah this is a, a departure from our normal format but please do oh, do you want to ask me no no I like it Oh, okay. Please, It's just on. seeing the cover is yeah. it's really ch- it's sort of reminding me of why I chose it. I had no idea that this new 50th anniversary edition of this title was coming out. That's weird. At all. I was looking for a Christmas read. Yeah. And I wanted to do one that had an excellent festive title. I think you've smashed that. Thank you. Now, we all know that the best Christmas mystery title, I think of all time, is A Christmas Egg. Of course. Of course. By Mary Kelly. Of course. Season one, episode eight, maybe. Yeah, (laughs) check it out. It's a great Christmas read. It's a lot of fun. It's joyous. And I was sort of scanning through, scanning through, scanning through, and I came through this to this one. I thought, tied up in tinsel, that's quite fun. Fantastic. It's by one of our Queens of Crime. Tick, tick, tick. Let's go for it. And I ordered a copy from ebay ah. which is a very old copy <laughs> uh colin's crime club i will put a picture of it up uh but it's just a all red cover oh it just says tied up in tinsel in white lettering on the front with some quite poor graphics of tinsel around <laughs> Love it that. it's very pleasing is that like colin's the publisher colin's crime yeah. club not yeah. like someone called colin's crime club <laughs> colin's crime club yeah no it's not it's not a crime club run run by a man called colin i'd go uh colin's crime club who we know uh printed another queen of crime christiana laura Laura. i failed that trivia Uh, so there you go so that's why you picked it yep should we have a short summary you can read the blurb if you like Although you read it like yesterday. I read it yesterday. I'm going, I'm going... Go rogue. Yeah. Sans blur. (laughs) Tied up in tinsel is set in a country house. Correct. Where Troy Alain, who this took me a very long time to realise... So long. Why don't they make that clear from the off? (laughs) Troy Alain, who is Roderick Allen's wife, yeah. She is a professional painter. 
Very she's cool gone dog. to this country house to uh, do a portrait of a man Hillary? called Hillary. Yeah. When she's in the house, she discovers that all of Hillary's staff are sort of rehabilitated murderers. They've all been in prison for murder. And he has them as his staff because he needs cheap labour. Yeah, basically. Essentially. That's the setting. They're having a big sort of Christmas party festivities. Uh, so some family arrive. Then someone goes missing. Murder and mayhem ensues. Lovely. Very good summary. Yeah. Quite dramatic as well, actually. Thank you. Um, what did you think? There's quite a lot about this that I enjoyed from the beginning before I even started. Does this have a cast list? Yes, it does. Okay. The names are fantastic (laughs) in this book. Cuthbert, Nigel, Wilfred, Alfred Malt, Cressida Tottenham. It's fantastic. And my favourites, Uncle Flea and Aunt Bed. (laughs) (laughs) those nicknames are only briefly explained which adds to it I did think the idea of there being this house of former murderers was a great device Mm -hmm. and it reminded me of Jaggers the lawyer in Great Expectations when I think she's called Mary his servant is uh, mm. sort of cr- criminal and he, he draws attention um, to that. The other thing I enjoyed, the language, such a treat. <laughs> Tippling for drinking. Love it. Chicanery, fantastic. Like That means kind of um, like a shenanigans, right? Yeah. A tomfoolery. No, I, th- I think it's a bit more, isn't it a bit darker though? Mm. Trickery, yeah. I think. Objet d'art, which always makes me laugh because it's like art objects, yeah. but objet d'art, it sounds, it sounds much more significant. There were a ton of rums in this. So many rums. And rumpus. <laughs> uh, luncheon was back. As I say, let's bring back luncheon people. It's we're going for luncheon great. today. Yeah, we're luncheoning. We're luncheoning. Yeah. Ladies who luncheon. And our partners. <laughs> they said use your loaf uh, so many times and many different characters <laughs> said use your loaf which is oh, really funny hello um, <gasps> friend of the show Mike on air delivery on air delivery thank you it's <laughs> just waved yeah. and left that's going to be hot isn't it no it's not it's no. fine fine oh, wow these wow. are not what I thought they'd be snickerdoodles <laughs> anywho let's, let's not get distracted because we got the, the best phrase in this book without a doubt was inefficient wang (laughs) (laughs) they talk about there being an inefficient wang with a poker (laughs) without a doubt the best one yeah I'll just throw in one more thing and then go over to you to see what you know if there's anything you enjoyed about it I really want a quilted undergarment Uncle Flea (laughs) has a quilted undergarment to keep him cosy when he's dressing up as not Father Christmas or Santa Claus. <laughs> so in this unusual. household, they instead have someone dress up as an ancient druid. druid. Yeah. Which I've actually had to Google. 
Are you? Is this your first bite? It's so nice. Isn't it lovely? I feel like this is a rogue move before we go out for lunch, but you know. Yeah, but we're not going to actually eat proper, are we, for a while? So we've got to get to the restaurant. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah. I was thinking we are definitely going to eat proper at lunch. Yeah. Um, um, so that's just a little sample. Names and language. Mm-hmm. Loved. What about you? Um, I very much agree. Uh, I found it sort of like a... This will be a very good version of, of the word rollicking, I feel. <laughs> a rollicking read. Yeah. Um, all of that is yours. I've eaten quite a lot. Oh, great. Uh, you're welcome. One thing that I would say I, I, I struggled with mm-hmm. was why did it take so long for the murder? It was like half the book. I almost forgot it was a murder mystery because there was like no, <laughs> there was no indication it was coming. And then it was sudden. Wouldn't, well, he not just, and sudden, also but. for quite a lot of the book, you're not entirely sure it is murder mm. because this character just, just disappears. Goes missing, yeah. Some people seem not fussed about that at Some all. Some people were not bothered at all. Mm. I was quite fascinated by the character of Malt. Yeah, he was an intriguing character. He was intriguing. I sort of really imagined him to be like quite a, a kind of a, a deme- like a, quite a, a, an intimidating presence. Mm. Quite like kind of tall and dark, like dark demeanour, a bit sort of imposing. Yeah. And a bit, a bit scary. I mean, the weird thing we sort of find out about him is he has his sort of borderline por- pornographic material neatly stacked on his bedside cabinet when they go to, go to look around his room for clues. And I also quite liked, they, they, she definitely went out of her way to make all of these characters quite well-rounded. Mm-hmm. And quite, um, you sort of learned quite a lot about their quirks and things that necessarily didn't necessarily become relevant but were just quite nice to know. <laughs> like the fact that Wilfred is known by Kitty Wee because he just really likes cats. The cats in it were great. The cats were so great. Sly Boots and Smarty Pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it did take me a really long time to figure out that Troy was Roderick Allen's wife. And it did annoy me a bit that he sort of turned up to like figure it all out. Because I sort of felt like Troy could have... Yeah, she was a tele- intelligent and assertive. Yeah. And brilliant. So brilliant. And when Elaine arrives, he sort of is like, you have to stay in the room now yeah. so I can do it. And also, Elaine, true to form, he was classic, like, annoying quoting. When Troy was telling, trying to tell him what happened, he just kept, like, spouting all of these random lines. And... He always tries to get out of investigating. Oh, he's so lazy, isn't he? Yeah, he's He'll be like, like, I'd like everyone to do what I want them to do, but I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And even when it was obvious that he was going to have to take over the case, yeah. he was still trying to be like, oh, can't, can't the local police <laughs> officer do it? I've, I, I've just come back from Australia. I Basically, I can't be up. Can't be bothered. I'm jet lagged, basically. <laughs> Struggling with a bit of the old jet lag. <laughs> So I found that a bit irritating because I just thought, you know what, Troy, you've got this. You yeah, can do this yourself. She you don't could need have done him. it herself, and it was a sh- it was a shame that she was sort of written out in the second half of the book. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh, after all the setup, which I and I actually, although it did take quite a long time to get to the murder, I did actually prefer the first half, despite that. Yes, I think I would agree with you. Actually, which I thought it was quite jolly. Yeah. Did you understand? Okay, so I understand who did it. Yes. Didn't understand the motive. I was confused by it, if I'm honest. I found that a bit convoluted. The motive was that 
she didn't want anyone to find out her true origins. Right, because that would mean she was, like, too lowly. Too lowly, yes, yeah. And she obviously ended up killing the wrong person, didn't she? I think she meant to kill the colonel, Colonel. but because... Uncle Flea. Uncle Flea. (laughs) Or is it Aunt... Yeah, Uncle Flea. Uncle Flea, Aunt Bed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was slightly slightly convoluted. But I did think I so. did think it was gonna be her. Yeah, I, I kind of had that suspicion for a while, but didn't really expect the motive at all. Also, just a casual little nod to Tottenham Hotspurs, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Unexpected. No. <laughs> Given that Nio Marsh isn't English, it's quite like a strange throw in. But she spent a lot of time in London, true, though, I suppose. True. Um, and some of her other books are in London. Yeah, true. But I was unexpected. <laughs> As a football fan, I was quite pleased. But <laughs> I would say if this... you were a football fan, would you would you be a, a Tottenham fan because you live near it? Oh, I don't know. I don't care. Don't care. I genuinely no interest. don't give two hoots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were doing some weird stuff in the house. I have to say, one of the like festive activities was they <laughs> this is so strange now I say it they recreated like the great great grandfather's tomb and <laughs> carved his uh, sort of replica of his corpse out of ice it's weird they all seem to think that was <laughs> really quite, normal quite a jolly thing to <laughs> yeah. be doing at Christmas time I did like the appearance of Fox, who is one of the other police officers. Oh, yeah, is he in some of the other ones? Yeah, yeah. he is. He just sort of rocked up and said, a body, yeah. <laughs> I think he'd be one that was like, if it was a TV version, he'd be like a really good comedy extra. Yeah, <laughs> he would. The So the central ca- character, Hillary, reminded me quite a lot of the creepy guy in Skull Beneath the skin the PJ yes, James the guy who the ultimate like, murderer sort of weird collector yeah type I do have a question that came out of this okay hit me because at the beginning it all begins with yes Troy doing this portrait of Hillary who's sitting in front of her if you were super rich would you commission a portrait of yourself <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be a much more serious question um <laughs> if I was super rich would I have a portrait commissioned of myself yeah, why not? <laughs> sort of think, well, if you're super rich, you've probably got everything that you could possibly want. Why not? Um, sort of intimidating, <laughs> overwhelming picture above my fireplace. It just could be up there, couldn't it? Would you want the artist to make any changes? Or would you be Maybe fine? a slightly larger head. <laughs> So it's just, just a little bit more normal size, just a, little, just a touch. And then maybe also just to kind of prove that I could be wearing a hat in it. So I struggle to wear hats. Yeah. My head's so small. You know you saying you're struggling to wear hats. I also just struggle... Just to keep them on. Yeah, but I struggle with hats, but for the opposite reason. Because <laughs> my head is so large. Is it? Yeah. You don't give off that vibe. No, it is... It's, yeah, I really find it hard. This way or this way? Like, le- width or wet? What are we talking here? Front. Isn't it just the same because your head is a oh, circle? Oh, yeah, true. But, like, I some people t- have, like, a really, like, you know, it goes really far back and some people have got a really wide head. I, I don't think it's oh, a perfect sphere. Oh, I see what you mean. 
I think it's width. I think I have quite a large face <laughs> for my size. Interesting. I don't think that about you yeah. at all. Yeah, hats are often quite tight on me. Oh. Okay. So. So you know, same different struggle, Dif- different different cha- different reason, same struggle. Yeah. Can't have it all. What would you change, if anything? Of course. In a portrait. Yeah. Would you have yours done? Uh yes, but. <laughs> I think that I'd, uh, <laughs> just for a laugh, I'd want them to uh, paint me with wings. <laughs> Can I ask what kind of wings? Do you mean like kind of like little bat wings just on the top of your shoulder? Or do you mean like massive eagle wings spread <laughs> yeah. either side? Yeah, you're going to do it. Like osprey. osprey. I love that. If we're going there, then I, I would sort of go for the idea. I'd quite like to be like a centaur or something. You know, I don't know. We could go there. Because if you're paying them, what about you half cat? You like want. a centaur, but the bottom half is actually a cat. <laughs> or you're sort of like a cat. You're yeah. like your face is furry and you have ears. Like um that bit in Harry Potter when Hermione turns into Millicent Bulstrode's cat. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's all to play for actually. If you're asking, if yeah, yeah, I didn't if you're even think about that. You can just be like, paint me as a cat. Good yeah. luck. <laughs> Where are my wings? Where are my wings? Um, yeah, I mean, I would recommend this read as I actually read it under a blanket mm. and then I put the sound of a crackling fire Love on. Love that. Just the noise? No, you didn't have the you know, the, the Netflix no, visual as well? No, I just had the sound. Oh. Uh, it was very pleasant indeed. Um, we're sort of tight on time, so I suggest yeah, we we'll score. score. We'll score. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, the only thing I was quite disappointed about is the title didn't play out as much as I hoped. Yeah. There was... There There was was no tying up of tin... tin There's no... No. No, great point. Unless it's metaphorical, and I don't want metaphor... I'm not down with that. ...for Christmas. The person who... um, I I pre-ordered it into our um, local independent bookshop, and I went in to pick it up, and they asked me... They kind of implied that it was like a like a sexy murder mystery <laughs> oh no it's not it's not like really really not but you know <laughs> or no Nigel one of the characters from. is worried about fornication galore going Nige. on classic Nigel <laughs> right okay right ready yep on three yep one two three I'm going seven okay, I'm going six I've been more generous spirit of Christmas spirit of Christmas that makes fun that's nifty doodle like Grinch, doesn't it any one liner info Festive. Uh, festive. Festive frolic. Yeah, we haven't used frolic for a while. Yeah, why not? Festive frolic with... With too much Alain. <laughs> with too much Alain. With, 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 us for this festive episode of the unsolved case of the missing salmon we hope you are having excellent restful breaks we'll be back with you in the new year with our annual schmuzzle and of course more reads as discussed in this episode the festive season can be tough this year it might feel harder for many 
We often do a giveaway, but this year, if you're feeling generous and have enjoyed the show, perhaps you consider donating the value of the paperback to a charity such as Doorstep Library or Give a Book, to name just two organisations working within literacy and access to books. We'd also love a review, a gift which is free. This is available on Apple, Audible and Spotify. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on Instagram at MissingSummerCase, get in touch via email at MissingSummerCase at gmail.com or via our Facebook page. This podcast is created, produced and edited by Maddie Berry and Hannah Knight. Our music is sourced from Melody Loops and composed by Jeff Harvey. Until next time, Mesami, keep sleuthing!